You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What? <laughs> I feel I feel like we're all just what? in our heads trying to mentally recap everything that has transpired. There's not enough room in, in my head. All of no. the work we have to do. I think I've already pushed a lot of it out too. Pushed a lot of what out? The memories. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think the flu kind of melted a bunch out of my head. Yeah. Brad said Brad said he literally didn't remember like packing the trailer that night. <laughs> he was just going through the motions. I'm trying to get the trailer unpacked and we were talking about oh you were in that meeting the recap and I'm like, Oh, I don't know if a year from now uh I'd I'd know how to put that stuff together and he's like, Well, I think I broke something, but I can't really remember packing up any of the trailer at all. So Yeah, we were taking apart some of the rear panels and he just like brute forced. <laughs> Oh yeah, he stood up on the inside of the that too. TV. Oh, that's different. He yeah, broke that. He kind of phrased it like it it was accidental. Like I may no, have it was accidental. Oh, yeah, okay. he, he climbed up in the the box that the TV was in and stepped on one of the boards that was going across and broke. Yeah, so yeah. we spent three hours and forty five minutes packing out the, our booth. Uh, it was pretty insane. That would have been me, Brad, and Jacob. Dan found out about two minutes ago that we recorded a show during Great American Outdoor Show. He didn't even watch it. Just he even got a little bit of love and credit in that episode. Didn't yeah. even watch it. Big just, supporter. Uh, yeah, I was trying to get the – I just I just scanned through him listening for you guys to talk about me. <laughs> you know, like, what are these guys saying about <laughs> me? How do I defend myself? Um, no, hopeless. so you guys did that on Friday. The pack, the no, oh, the, the episode, the, the yeah, I guess it would have been Friday morning. Brad came in Thursday night, and then we recorded early Friday morning, and then I died Saturday, and then you died. You could hear it in my voice, and then Brad, Brad died, died, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so far, I've survived it 10 mm-hmm. hours in the car with these two boneheads with yeah. the flu, hacking and s- sneezing. And yeah, so far, Brad, I guess, got a second win today and tapped out. This afternoon. Yeah, so. he felt better this morning and then hit a wall. Poor kid. Yep. Well, since you didn't get to do your Great American Outdoor Show reaction, do you want to give your parting thoughts on the on the show? Yeah. Uh, it was very good, very successful. You know, it's weird because a lot of my role in that show was kind of the ancillary setup, building the booth, getting square on boarded getting an insurance policy in place getting tax stuff going and then the show was kind of like a relief like hey all that work is done square set up for the most part the booths built whatever so i felt pretty good until i came back and jacob just walked in 
20 minutes ago is like, hey, when are you cleaning up all this stuff in the <laughs> lobby? <laughs> so I come back. You guys are all sick. We've got orders, tacticams people ordered that I got to ship out. <clears throat> They're all on the trailer. Brad just parked the trailer at his house. I'm like, hey, I need the trailer back. You know, Brad's super sick, so he just drops the trailer off, and he's like, here you go. <laughs> it's just like me and you help for a little bit for the most part. It's just like, well, now is phase two of of Gaius and, and the the booth. So I guess high level, I don't feel like it's over yet. I feel like That's I'm fair. into like stage two of now i got to take all of the unsold inventory, um, pull it into our web store. You know, we made some really cool Second Amendment shirts that we're going to be selling online. Mm-hmm. We got some Garmin stuff, uh, some of the brand new Garmin stuff, Phoenix some 7. Secret Garmin stuff. Well, it's, it was announced today, oh. so we can officially say we got the new dog collars. Sweet. Uh, so load those into the storefront and stuff. So there's still a lot of work. And then on top of that is, um, you know, just the normal work that we're all super backlogged on that, that we're trying to accomplish. So <clears throat> it was good. I feel like uh, – I almost feel like the – the actual event was a little bit of vacation because I got to hang out with you guys and we got to eat bad food and drink bourbon and, you know, just kind of burn the candle at both ends for a while. So that almost felt more like a vacation. Plus it was super cool to meet members in person and kind of walk around and with all the go wild stuff on and talk to other uh, companies and merchants and stuff. So I really enjoyed the show. I think we learned a lot. I've still got a lot to do as far as wrapping it all up in a bubble. So, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, I mean, it was long. It was brutal. I mean, we were, we were both there the same time and kind of rode the way the same amount. And it was good to get home. Yeah, very good to get home. I'm sure you kept seeing the little kids walk by and be like, "I can't wait to get home and hug my kids." I and I was like, "Oh man, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. sad." Well, <laughs> people I took, walking by with their kids, and I took a comp day Monday. Just because I'd work through the weekend, and I mean, I can work, you know, nonstop. I'm not, I don't care about that, but I told Brad, I said, listen, to save my marriage. I need <laughs> to spend, like, a, just take my w- wife out on the town and have, like, a big day date. So I took Monday off just to kind of, and my wife took off from work, too, and we just, like, spent the day going around. So, yeah, not only on us and burning it, but our families that have to make that sacrifice uh, doesn't go unnoticed. And, it kind of sounds like we were kind of thinking, I think, during the show, we're going to do the show in Houston, or maybe mm-hmm. do another show, and we're going to do all this, and now that we're kind of back, and we see the effect it had on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get in frame, bro. <laughs> now that we see the kind of the effect it had on us, uh, we're, I think we're kind of revisiting, like, how soon do we want to do this again, go through this again? Plus, we got big stuff, secret stuff in the works that's going to be taking a lot of the team's time in the next yeah. two or three months it's yeah. kind of secret stuff so like we are we are going to be doing rendezvous that is something that we've we've told folks about the nature of them is kind of that's what's low-key mm-hmm. like there's some, well, some I was cool stuff about, in the works i was talking more about a big back-end software implementation Ooh. Ooh, an e-commerce thing that might increase the amount of items in our storefront by a couple thousand products so yeah uh it'll be very time intensive in the next couple That's of months so yeah definitely we were we were a little gung-ho i think at the show <laughs> like this is going great and then everyone like and, slammed into the wall and it's one of those things where 
it's one of those things where you realize you're not as young as you think you were. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I can uh, be on three hours of sleep and sleep on a couch. And Oh, what do you think of that sleeping bag, by the way? It's comfy. They shared it's a sleeping nice. bag, just so you guys know. <laughs> we did. I brought my wife's super fancy high-end sleeping bag that I love, and I steal for everything. And it's just really impressive. Sierra Designs makes it. They're a cool company. I mean, you were right about the uh, if you get hot, they pop just, your feet out. Yeah, just the, flip the little blanket over. It's awesome. <laughs> it was nice. I love it. I'm I think a, I'm a little toes out down at the bottom. Uh, I was like, oh, look, I can see my feet. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, like, get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. You just stick your feet out. <laughs> like in, I did not like a walking worm. <laughs> I was yeah. not going to take your wife's sleeping bag into the bathroom with me. <laughs> you just hike it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the couch was actually more comfortable than the bed. I thought the because you didn't have a radiator in that room. Well, no, the, the like the actual oh, the structural. Surface. Yeah, right. it, it was okay. Did you come out once and let my feet were on? Yeah, you were sleeping like a banana. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a little tall. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I was on like both ends of the armrest. But yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things that uh, I think looking back, we'll we'll give a little distance between, but looking back, we'll have good memories of it. So definitely. Well, new memories coming up now that we're out of show season and all of the well almost out most of us anyway we got some fishing trips coming up so i think you're out or you're maybe this weekend uh i'm a maybe you're I'm maybe. A solid maybe phil is also a maybe me and dan are solid yes um we're going fly fishing you want to tell them i've never been there so i've never been there either and i actually messaged you uh. you know kentucky we we like fishing for trout obviously on the fly and kentucky it does trout doesn't except for some brook trout doesn't occur naturally so it's all all farm raised so uh kentucky fish and wildlife will post where they're releasing fish at whatever time um so they actually just posted like four or five more lakes like fisherman lake and tom wallace lake and a couple other in the county uh, that they just stocked with 10 inches so we're going up to cherokee park which is one of the olmstead parks um which is very pretty park the guy that design central park in new york um so we're going to do that but kind of one of the reasons we're doing it is we realize the go wild needs more fishing products and we've lined up a good brand that we're going to gear test so the brand sent us a ton of wide variety stuff including bass on the fly uh, a lot of trout stuff and so I'm going to bring, I'm going to try to exclusively just use that stuff. It looks like really good stuff. I think we're going to get some good content and whatnot. But, yeah, so we're excited about that this weekend. And then next weekend is Otter Creek. Otter Creek, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, all of this all of this fly fishing prep is leading up to our hopeful monster chasing in March. So there will definitely be some more talk and planning around what's that? down at hatchery creek where oh, last hatchery. year we had the yes. like the mega moose. day <laughs> yeah and turkey season yeah, which i'm super excited about and you have yeah you just got story. a turkey gun i'm um, about to return a turkey gun. Yeah, you haven't heard about that yeah <laughs> no so our office is right next to a big kentucky dealer ky gun co they're literally the next building over they just opened this thing so i walk over there on my lunch break and i look at stuff i see a turkey gun and I'm just trying to get into the sport. I like my gadgets, so I got a Vortex Optics at Gaius because we were running a deal on them. So I'm like, I want to buy one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got this optic for the shotgun. So I needed a cheap gun that was drilled and tapped or at least had some sort of rail or was drilled and tapped so I could put an optic on top. 
and a lot of the cheaper entry-level turkey guns like the Benelli Nova and stuff, they're not tapped, so there's no easy way to put on an optic. So I got the CZ612, which CZ is a brand that they own like Dan Wesson and stuff, but they import the shotgun from a company in, in Turkey, and they rebrand it CZ. But it was drilled and tapped. It had the five holes in the top to put in um, a little optics rail, and... I was under the impression that it was just a uh, Remington 870 clone, that everything was the same. And I know mm-hmm. the Remington, I know that generally Remington has equally spaced holes. Mossberg has like two holes front and back, so I thought it was Remington mount. Buy the Remington mount. None of the holes line up. Do some Googling. Uh, it is like a proprietary CZ. No one makes any mounts for it except for CZ, and they're sold out of the one mount and have been sold out for forever. So I called him today. I was on the phone. Braden was in the office. I was on hold with him for an hour. Never picked up. So I went over to KY Gun Co. And I'm like, hey, so I can't, there's no way for me to mount an optic to this. Can I return this gun and trade up to a Mossberg 835 Utilimag? Or I think that's what it is. Uh, but it's like $60 more. I didn't initially get it because I'm like, I don't, 60 bucks is 60 bucks. I'm like, all right, I might as well spend the money and get something where there's a ton of parts for it. And they're like, yeah, cool. So I'm going to bring it over there tomorrow and swap it out for a Mossberg. And it's got kind of a cool aged bottom lands. But the cool thing about it is the CZ612 was a turkey gun primarily. This is like a field gun, and it's got turkey chokes, upland chokes, waterfowl chokes. It comes with all those? So, um, So it'll be a little bit more versatile than the other one but yeah so i'm super excited about turkey hunting beyond, yeah, the, beyond the fly fishing that's coming up here hey, do you have any kentucky trips planned or are you just planning on coming over to shoot some stuff with me and i'll fill yeah it's one of those things where i'd love just to go wander in the woods by myself but mm. i kind of need to get a little mentorship from someone before yeah. I, I plan my own my own thing yeah, Just Phil. Phil's got a whole gang of folks going predator hunt or like yodi hunting uh, up in one of the places where we're going to turkey hunt, uh, um, and he's kind of using it as like a, a first like little scouting trip. Yeah. He's trying to get me to go, but. I think like just getting over the flu like might not be great to go run around in ten degree weather, so um I opted out for this trip. But yeah, he's uh he's already getting ready. We're talking about going out and doing some, some sits and calling a little bit and trying to figure some stuff out because it is apparently no easy task on public land in Indiana. Like you can get lucky but for coyote. Uh turkey. Oh for turkey. Yeah. So we're like we're gonna spend as much time as we can like scouting and figuring stuff out. I got some cameras at my grandpa's that I'm still like they've been there for probably two weeks that I haven't checked. So we got some we got some stuff in the works. We're starting to plan like for turkey season too. Yeah, that and Derek I think is planning kind of some trips for the Kentucky side of yeah. the river. So uh so yeah, I think between everyone will be and I think Brad's gonna wanna go do, he d- usually does a turkey hunt every spring, right? Yeah, he was saying he, he might not have the times. same access that he had in the years past. So, so he, he last year he got access to the same guy who owns the property that he typically hunts, has another farm or another mm-hmm. piece of property. And so he got permission to go over there because of the, the giveaway hunt that we did. Mm-hmm. Turkzilla or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't have access to that one, but he still mm-hmm. has access to his typical. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. What about you? I'm sure I'll get out and turkey hunt at some point. I, honestly, right now I'm so focused on 
getting out the fish that turkey's kind of taking a back seat. well the other thing with fishing that i think we've all forgotten about is derek bought himself a bass boat mm-hmm. that none of us that he you might have forgotten it. about it but me and jacob talked about it like two days ago yeah. <laughs> i was just asking We're him fired up i was just it. asking derek the other day i go hey have you taken that bass boat out yeah he's like nope and i'm like hmm, hmm. Interesting. Need so, help with that. so yeah, we need to do one of those two. And we were just talking about going up to Falls of the Ohio, kayaking up there to the fossil beds and fishing off of that. So, yeah, it's going to be right now. It's disgusting out, but this weekend it's going to be mid sixties. Next week, multiple days, it's going to be mid sixties, and before you know it, it's going to be March. It's going to be great fishing weather. So, yeah, yeah, buddy. That water temperature wait. starts to get in the fifties. It gets time. He was yeah. talking about that place, the fossil beds. That's where we saw that one guy from Orvis. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was talking about it. And he was like, well, we could just take the kayaks. I was like, that's Because then you don't have to compete with anyone. You're not You're not yeah. trying to, especially for fly fishing. You, you just got to watch the water levels, yeah. especially yeah. with all this rain. You got a kayak. You don't want to do that soon. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, if you put oh, the kayak on the – You mean like before you go out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you yeah. definitely have to check and make sure – because you, where you put in is right across from the generating dams, so it you got you burn some calories paddling upstream, but once you're on the fossil beds, if they were to open up a gate and water levels rise, you just hop back in the kayak. And yeah. So at uh, Cherokee, where we're going, is that like that's a lake we're going to be fishing? Uh, I I would call it a, a very small lake. I wouldn't it? classify it a pond. Yeah. It's so like, we're just gonna be like working the bank of it. Oh, okay. Unless you want to go to one of those other places, which is Fisherman's Lakes 1 and 2. Have you ever been there? I have. I've fished out there um, a few times. I fished it out of a kayak and and my little float float tube thing a couple times. I've never had a ton of luck out there. The only time that I've caught fish, like, consistently was the weekend after they stocked it. I went out there with my dad, and we had a bucket of minnows, and we were just minnow fishing with bobbers for trout and caught some that way because um, we were eating them. We were just catching them to eat them. Um, but I don't know, man. That park is kind of hit or miss. There's a lot of garbage out there, and it kind of draws Once, and it was hard to, for fly fishing, it was hard to back cast without snagging on something. Yeah, because you got gaps. And, and parts of Cherokee are going to be like that, too. Yeah. Where you've got gaps in between brush and trees where you can get in and cast. Um, that's why I was saying if you could get the kayaks out there, you'd have better access to some spots that are a little bit more secluded. But there is the one side that's closest to, I think it's Lexington Avenue and Grinstead. Yeah. Or, yeah. Baxter or, or something. Baxter, yeah. Anyways, there's you know there's gaps there where you can get through, and if nobody's playing golf, if the weather's nice, there might be people out golfing. But you can get around the other side that's parallels the golf hole, and there's some more access there that you could get to. I saw they also stopped Waverly. Have you been to Waverly? I've not been out there. No, that's that's by the haunted place. Yeah, yeah, I've been out there. I've not fished it though. I ride mountain bikes out there. Is that by the haunted? Yeah, place? it's that same yeah. compound. Ooh. The sanatorium Ghost or fish. Sanatorium. Ooh, you don't see fish. that, though. No. Oh, really? The park is just close to it. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's that's probably the biggest thing with, with, A, fly fishing in Kentucky is the public access areas, the public lakes, are not designed for fly fishing. You know, they don't, when they clear areas, they're, they're just clearing enough for, you know, a traditional um, bait caster or whatever not fly rod so even though there's you know you got two or three feet 
want to start going further back and get snagged. B, since Kentucky Fish and Wildlife publicly post every time they stock any lake, that mm-hmm. first weekend after, you just get gets hammered. a ton of people mm. out there. Um, Have you been to Green Heron yet? Mm-hmm. Over that? in the Parklands? It's kind of close to, um, I think that's like Miles Park or... By the Eglon? Close to the Eglon. Yeah, there's yeah. those there's those couple ponds that are up there, and then there's the bigger lake that's down the hill. And there's, they're like on either side of the road? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've gone to that a few times. I've snuck there on the way home from work just to make like 10, 15 casts, and I've caught some fish. So you should you should go check that one out. There's room for casting oh, well. up on the dam. Yeah. And we should we should do a float through Parkland. Uh, Get those smallmouth. I mean, they've got a map of, you know, depending on where you put in and take out in there, you could do a 16-hour paddle. I mean, you could do a full day. Jeez. If you put in at the top, and it's cool. They've got a map, and it's like, put in here and take out here, and it, that's four hours. Mm. And then this section adds another two hours, and then whatever, whatever, so. Yeah. Uh, Brad has always said, like, whoever wants to use one of the kayaks in the hallway, you know, feel free. I've well, never taken them up on it, but I well, mean, I've I can now that I have the truck. You know, I've got my wife's, which is yeah. I like better for small water. I've got my big 12-foot new canoe that has the fish finder and you know, oh, it's yeah. good for, like, overnight trips and stuff. Um, but, no, speaking of fishing out of a kayak, new developer joining the team. The bass, the bass so fishing the kayaker. It's going to be, how long do we let him work here? Because I think he's taken over one of the offices up here. Right here. Yeah, how one. long do we let him get settled before we just start hammering him with questions? <laughs> oh, dude, I already told him. <laughs> I sent him a message on LinkedIn. I was like, get ready for a geek out on fishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Surely um, he's down for it. Yeah. Got to be. Yeah, no. So this is, I think this is the the season that we're coming out of which is we're coming off of the high as far as for go wild coming off of the high of uh whitetail season and christmas season and then there's just this lull of nothing to do outside for us outdoorsy people for the most part uh no real activity in the app because you know for most areas there's not a ton of hunting Everyone's just gearing up like what we're talking about. We're just like, we've got new fly stuff, we've got a new turkey gun. You've seen a lot of that now. Yeah. And now you can just feel everyone's getting ready for these weather breaks. I actually just saw someone post today, right before this meeting, uh, some bass. And I think it was in Arkansas. It might have been an older picture, but he acted like it was new. But I could see the greenery on the trees start. And I'm like, oh. Ooh. So I feel like we've got trade show season more or less behind us. We're coming out of the end of winter it's going to be uh, an exciting spring, not only for the stuff that we're doing behind the scenes with Go Wild, but just the stuff we're going to do that we're going to be posting about all of our adventures and mm-hmm. whatnot. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, what should uh, what should we be throwing out there at uh, Cherokee? Well, you're bringing. Are you going to bring your eight weight? It depends on what Jacob says right here. I don't know what I should be throwing. In. Um, I mean. It depends. If you want to cover a bunch of water, I'd take some streamers, take some so woolly buggers and probably stuff. Probably take my eight weight. Depends on how big they are. I mean, if you feel, why not? It's a new rod. I mean, that's I'd kind take of it anyways. <laughs> I mean, even though it's an eight weight, you could still throw a tiny little nymph yeah. on it too. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I, don't have the like the great sensitivity yet. Like I'm still not super keyed in on like setting the hook and stuff like that. For, all right. So that's why I was streamer thinking. fishing. One of the best tips that I got streamer fishing um, last fall 
with a couple of people on the Cumberland River is to keep the rod tip in the water if you can. Like I mean, in the water. Yeah. So obviously based on where you're standing, you might not be able to reach it very well. But if you can get the rod tip in the water, because what you'll notice if you don't do that, every time you strip to pull the fly, it's going to put tension on your rod tip. That's going to take away some of your sensitivity. If you put the rod in the water, you don't feel that as much. Huh. And so you can actually feel the line. You can be a lot more in touch with the line. And so when a fish bites it, you can strip set. Sick. All yeah. right. I'll do that. I would streamer fish. I mean, if you're going to try and cover water around the pond, I would streamer fish. Otherwise, you're just throwing a nymph out and waiting for something to swim by. Yeah. Whereas you can yeah, actually move that. and work. Yeah, that's a good point because the, this, you know, usually we're doing like creek river fishing that has a little bit of current. This is just going to be still water. Yeah. So. And trout do move around like a shark. Like they cruise for food in those in still water scenarios. So they're not, the food's not coming to them. So they will be moving around. Right. Mm-hmm. But you could cover a lot more water. So like still working fishing. like parallel to the bank and stuff like that a lot, like working around structure or is it like, does I, it? It's everything's open at that point. I really? would cast out. Okay. Because you don't really know what's out there down yeah deeper yeah cast out let it fall bring it down bring it back mid-depth i would just fish it all fish it all yeah all right well yeah i'll uh i'll take the old eight weight on its maiden voyage do it man it'd be fun what are you you gonna bring your nymphing rod i don't know man that's a 10 foot rod and i don't know i you know yeah jacob and i went fishing before work one day when i snapped my orvis rod on a back cast this thing's like three times as sensitive as that orvis rod was if i get snagged on anything it'll snap that yeah. that big rod so i might bring my eight weight my st croix mojo bass fly rod and then maybe maybe i'll bring a five weight i'll have to show you because my eight weight i've got uh fly reel with three different spools mm-hmm. i've got like a floating line, an intermediate sink tip, and then like a deep diving, like 25 foot weighted um, fly line. Yeah. Is that one of those lamps and liquids? Mm-hmm. Lamps and waterworks. Yeah. That might be a good rod. If you're looking to get some options on that eight weight, I mean, later down the road, that might be because I think they're a good between being practical and not being super duper expensive. It's a nice. Uh, I mean, yeah. So the other thing. Like, you're going to be overgunned with an 8-weight for a 10-inch trout. Yeah. You know, you're going to notice that when you're bringing them in, they're going to come in quick. But they're stocking those trout in those lakes. And that's what I noticed over at that Green Heron Lake. There was a 3-pound bass that was just posted up close to the bank. Just smoking those trout. Because they're, they're, they're dropping those trout in, and those, you know, the bigger bass are going to be eating those it's trout. It's like golden corral. Yeah. <laughs> just that's a so, you know, take your 8-weight in case you do hook if the water's warming up and those fish are getting a little bit more, yeah, it'd be a fun surprise. I think it's supposed to be cold that morning. I think it the is, low yeah. is like, it's like twenty. Yeah, mm. but by the afternoon it should be up to into the sixties. Yeah, so. yeah, cool. Y'all are gonna convince me to go. I know. I figured we get to talking about it. It's like, oh, Jacob, we don't know what to do without you. <laughs> we well, do. Yeah, I'm doing a date night with Liz, and the kids are going away, so we were kind of pumped about sleeping in, and I having to get up and feed children and stuff. But get she loves to fish, fish too. She might come. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of these days we need to get all of our kayaks together and do. Are we still planning on an overnight on the Green River? Somewhere, sometime. I mean, I have yeah. so many things that I want to go do that 
it's just a matter of getting it on the calendar so that I don't go do something else. That's what Derek today in the warehouse, he was like, I, we're going to go steal head fishing or whatever. I and I was like, yes. And he was like, well, let's get serious about it. I was like, I couldn't be more serious about it. And he's like, well, it's not on the calendar. And I was like, okay, that's what it means. We yeah. got to get it on the calendar. Then we'll get it on the calendar. So maybe that's what we got to do. Like if we're going to like do an overnight on the Green River, let's all we talk to, about it and get it on the calendar. Create like a physical paper oversized calendar yeah. in the office. It's like here's the what whoever's planning whatever sign up if you want mm-hmm. you know jump in so yeah a lot of stuff to do not not enough weekends to do it in so yeah ditch a few days <laughs> speaking we'll of ditching I'm I need you to help me set up that ditch pickle bundle yeah. I still don't have a rod and reel so maybe up. maybe I'll take that whenever we do the Falls of Ohio maybe I'll take that as well get you, get you set me up something on that and then i'll take that up there down there everybody's really big on just like white on white like yeah. derek talked yeah. about that a little bit this morning that's what jacob was told white to chartreuse. i've talked to multiple yeah, people it's yeah. like just get ready to lose a bunch of stuff and they pretty much key in on white so we would want to take maybe like that swim bait um from the ditch pickle would would do good work yeah um mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm just going to bring a bunch of, like, white grubs and jig heads and stuff like that and try to. Cheap try stuff. To make, yeah, cheap stuff. But out on the rock, out on the fossil beds, like what we were talking about, I feel like we're kind of away from, like, where all that rock is down at the bottom. Is that the case or is it still? I, I don't know. You know? I, I think that that stuff is all over the place out there. Mm. It's just where's the water level. Yeah, right. Like, That's if it's question. really high, then we'll be able to obviously yeah. be deeper so we wouldn't have to. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, that'll about wrap it, folks. See you next week. Time to go. (laughs) See y'all. Bye.